Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. It is so great to be here. They said to me, do you want to go and do this show in the capital of France? And I said, no. I said, Pittsburgh, not Paris. Nobody wants to do this show in Paris. <laughs> if there's two things Paris is famous for, it's the minutiae of American politics and comedy. <laughs> We're here in Pittsburgh, the Iron City, it says. Home of the Steelers. There's a rhetorical question on my card next. It says, you guys are really horny for metal. <laughs> Your shirt says fuck Paul Ryan on it. Uh, so somebody sent us a couple of fuck Paul Ryan, fuck Donald Trump t-shirts, and I applaud you, sir, for putting that shirt on in your home and then going out into the world <laughs> because there are children in it. <laughs> I feel like you'd have to turn that inside out at a sporting event or a movie theater. It goes over very well here in Pittsburgh. That's cool, that's cool. We have got a great show. Tonight's panel includes Dr. Harold Bornstein, Ty Cobb, and everyone who called Rudy Giuliani America's mayor. No, I am very excited about our show tonight. We have an awesome panel. He's a New York Times contributing op-ed writer. He speaks on the multifaceted Muslim American experience. Please welcome Wajahat Ali. How are you? I am, uh, I think I'm now one of your six Muslim friends. You don't have any Muslim friends I have. Four. Could be a lot, could be more, could be less. I'm not gonna indulge this, I'm not gonna be defensive. <laughs> He's the founder of VerySmartBrothers.com, a columnist for GQ Magazine. A senior editor at The Root and the author of What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker. Please welcome Damon Young. Pittsburgh's own. Some Damon heads. I guess so. They like me. Some. Wow. Damonites? We'll workshop it. How are you tonight? I am drunk, maybe, because I, I did not. I did not realize that there would be a drink backstage and one right here, too, so... I no, no, he knew. Know. He knew. He requested I, it. Why are you trying to out me right now in front of all these people? We can't lie. In the, okay. in the honor of Michael Cohen, we can't lie. Okay. Too soon? Too soon. I support you completely. I, thank you. I appreciate that. In every 
single thing that you do. I appreciate. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> She's the host of Baited with Z-Way and a writer on the Rundown with Robin Thede. Please welcome Z-Way Fumido. Hi. Hi. Z-Way, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Can we just acknowledge the awkward thing in the room that we are the darkest things right now in this room right yeah, now? Definitely. Yes, mm. Black Lives Matter. Let me hear it. Oh, wow. All right. Good crap. Yeah. yeah, this is... This is like the manga nightmare right yeah. here. Yeah. This is this is like a testament to the American dream or the American nightmare. A black woman, a black man, a moderate Muslim, and a gay and Jew. Gay Jew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. This yeah. is the future that liberals want. Yeah. I like it. It's red state nightmare bingo right now. I used to I used to drive an electric bicycle with a Darwin T-shirt to the White House, and I did feel like that was cool. Because I was like, I'm a lot of things people want to stop in one package. <laughs> this, is, this is true. We, this is yes, very this true. Is, this is yeah. very true. Thank you, You're John. the greatest threat to America. Yeah. I also want to say about the electric bike <laughs> that I took, two facts about it. One, it was for children. Wow. Uh, and two, I locked it at 17th and M and then thought I had locked it at 17th and L and then believed it to have been stolen and then found it like six months later. In the what? same spot. In the same spot. That's a long time. Well, I gave up. I like looked everywhere and I was like, somebody cut the lock and took it. That's, that's life. That's life. Nobody. The you can't even sell that to a thief. You're like, you're yeah. like. Like, bro, I will give you money for this electric bike, and the thief would be like, I have standards. Yeah. I just, I and thought it was away. life in the bike game, and you take your losses. And then I switched, actually, to an electric scooter. Was it Tesla? It was not a Tesla. <laughs> it was, again, a child scooter. And John and Tommy uh, made fun of me relentlessly uh, for riding around on a little Good electric scooter. Yeah. Yes. However, yeah. now they're all over the place, they're all over Venice. They're all over liberal cities because everybody recognizes that the future is sharing electric scooters. I haven't yeah. seen one. Yeah, <laughs> neither. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, they haven't made yeah, it to I Brooklyn yet. Nah. Or, or uh, Northside or East Liberty. You are literally on your own one. on this one. In Pittsburgh, we walk. <laughs> Let's get into it. What a week. On Monday, the New York Times published a list of questions that special counsel Robert Mueller supposedly wants to ask Trump. A lot of people were confused as to how this leaked out, but it turned out that those questions were actually drawn up by one of Trump's criminal lawyers, Jay Sicolo, Sucolo, sucks a ton, based on <laughs> an overview he received from the Mueller team. Trump orchestrated the leak, one, to blame Mueller's team for being behind the leak, and then two, to create the impression that Mueller had exceeded his mandate, thereby building a public case for declining Mueller's interview request. However... Things uh, didn't go according to plan. On Wednesday, former Trump campaign aide Michael Caputo emerged from his interview with Mueller and said, quote, it's clear they are still really focused on Russia collusion. They know more about the Trump campaign than anyone who ever worked there. They know what they are aiming at, and they are deadly accurate. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that that guy emerged shaken. Yes. He emerged like Bill Paxton in Aliens. He's uh, like, 
He, he went in there cocky as hell, and he walked out. He's like, game over, man. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> All of this helps explain Trump's legal shakeup this week. On Wednesday, Trump and his new legal eagle, Rudy Giuliani, pushed out Ty Cobb, the lawyer who convinced Trump to cooperate with Mueller, and brought on Emmett Flood, Bill Clinton's lawyer, during his impeachment trial. Cool guy. <laughs> this is apropos of nothing, and actually not helpful, but I will say that I think the name Emmett Flood is cool. I think it's a cool name for a tough lawyer to have. Totally. Because I think that like you can be in a meeting and be like, looks like they don't have flood insurance. Oh. You know? <laughs> or you could say that, oh. say that like, they better get an arc. Totally. There's a flood coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. John's been waiting eight years for that joke, ladies <laughs> yes, and gentlemen. that's true. To well, drop only, it right now. Yeah. Only the Trump campaign, or only Donald Trump would have a lawyer named Ty Cobb. Exactly. It's like... Dowd, Cobb, Flood, Sekilo. Sucks. Sekilo. Sekilo. Like, only the most racist baseball player yeah, ever. And no one... I, I've never met a Ty Cobb before in my life, and he found one well, to be his lawyer. It's not like a situation where you were born in the years between, like, Britney Spears was born and became famous, and so, like, your name, Britney Spearson, and you're fucked. Like, Ty yeah. Cobb was known even when this Ty Cobb was born, and it is so intense to give oh. a baby that yeah. name. Is that a celebrity's name? Ty Cobb was... Baseball player. <laughs> Ty I Cobb is a, is a racist baseball player, and I will tell you, I knew the name... Only because I knew a, a dirty move was named after it, where you jump up and kick the, the home plate, the catcher. That's one. And two, there was a movie starring... Um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones yeah. which is everything I know about Ty Cobb. Oh. Okay. He was also I was born very in 1999, racist. so I don't get that reference. Goo Goo Gaga. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's not true. Dude, no. they but Black bought, Don't Crack. They bought it. They were like, this is a... Person born in 1999. She was born during Y2K. Mm. They were in. Yes, I use uh, hit clips. You know, my take on Ty Cobb is, in all seriousness, is that he got he he left. Right, he was the lawyer, and Donald Trump said, "I love my law team. I'm never gonna get rid of them." And he just got rid of Dow, and he got rid of Cobb. And my take on this is, and thinking how Trump thinks, is you can only have one crazy mustache in the White House. So you got John Bolton, bomb, bomb, bomb Iran now as a national security advisor, and we know Donald Trump didn't want him originally because he didn't like his facial hair. And he's like, then he gets in, he gets in Bolton, and you've seen Cobb's facial hair, it's mwah, magnifique. And so I'm sure Trump was like, forget the whole lies and stuff, the two mustaches is one too many. Yeah. Go out, Cobb. Well, Ty Cobb looks like the Pringles man. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. <laughs> How depressed are you, Bedjik? Bet you can't obstruct just one, you know? <laughs> well played. <laughs> that was good. Meanwhile, even Trump's treatment of the Mueller investigation is helping to obstruct justice in other countries. The New York Times has reported that the Ukrainian government ceased cooperating with Mueller and quashed its own corruption investigation of Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, shortly after the Trump administration agreed to sell the country missiles. And finally, President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, a phrase which feels like a sketch for Saturday Night Live that got cut for time in 2005, <laughs> <laughs> admitted in an interview with Sean Hannity, you know, Sean Hannity really raking him over the coals. <laughs> yeah, real, real Frost Nixon situation. <laughs> Sean Hannity's like, so he's innocent, right? And Rudy's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> went on television. And so, so Rudy said that, that Trump did reimburse Michael Cohen for the 130K in hush money he paid to Stormy Daniels, who is performing down the street tonight in Pittsburgh. Really? She's here. She's here. Some of these people are confused and are waiting for her to come out. Are you touring together, is, you and Stormy? Is, is this like a thing? Like this a, is literally the nightmare of the Rust Belt, right? Almost right like a group yeah. on, like a deal, John Lovett and Stormy Daniels. It's a double feature. A yeah. What the? Excellent Happy question, sir, notes. in the front row. So Rudy said all this to Sean Hannity despite repeated public declarations that Trump had no idea this even took place. I believe we have a clip. Ooh. It's not campaign Rudy. money. No campaign finance violation. So they, they funneled it through the law firm. Funneled through the law firm, and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know that he did. Yeah. We were talking about two different things there. I want to make well, sure. No, I was talking about the $130,000 payment, right. the settlement payment, which is a very regular thing for lawyers to do. That was money that was paid by, um, by his lawyer, the way I would do out of his law firm funds or whatever funds, doesn't matter. The president reimbursed that over a period of several but months. He had said, to me, I, re I distinctly remember that he did it on his own. He did? Without <laughs> asking. Look, I don't know. I haven't investigated that. Oh. So, oh. damn, <laughs> damn. So I love that clip. I love Sean Hannity trying to help Rudy, and Rudy's like, it's like, it's like Rudy was drowning, and Sean re reached down into the water, and Rudy's like, I can swim. Exactly. You. I can swim. Exactly. Don't embarrass me. I know how to swim. Oh, I'm drowning. I'm swallowing water. <laughs> For the sake of America, I want Rudy Giuliani to be on television every night, <laughs> speaking unedited, anything that comes to his mind, yeah. and I want him on Fox and Friends, I want him on Hannity, anywhere, anywhere in America, please give Rudy Giuliani Put him a on platform. first take. Put him on first take. Yeah. <laughs> MTV Awards. Uh, Let's not whatever. talk about LeBron. Yeah, Caillou. Yeah. Why stop there? Yeah, why stop Come there? Come on. Let's make it a party. Rudy Giuliani's glasses are like the cape that Doctor Strange wears. Uh, they are sentient, come to him. and they go. The more damage Rudy is doing, exactly. and the and the the more lost he is in the plot of the story he's trying to tell, the further askew the glasses become, because they're trying to drag him off the set. But he's like, "Stop it, glasses! Rescue me if I'm really in trouble," you know. <laughs> And this is the guy in charge of cybersecurity? Oh, yes. He's working on that, too. He's very busy. <laughs> <laughs> very proud. Very busy. Never forget. <laughs> sure. Oh, is too, it? You're making, soon. you're mad at me? It's too soon. I don't uh, know. <laughs> you know what he also said there, which is actually serious, which is going to screw Trump even more, is he said, I loved Rudy Giuliani. This, like, this week is the one week I love him so much. He goes, Trump fired Comey because Comey wouldn't give him assurances that he was not the target of the investigation. I'm like, more. Give me more. Yes. Yes, Giuliani. It just does not help the whole yeah. obstruction of justice case that Donald Trump is trying to avoid mm -hmm. when Rudy Giuliani gets on Hannity and keeps killing him as a legal strategy. Well, they, he keeps... Um they're basically trying to come up with new explanations for why he fired Comey all yeah. the time, and they're doing it via improv. Exactly. Um, he's, like, he's like a first-season Real Housewife who's desperate to stay on the show and is putting out all the stunts. I think the only thing you could say is, sorry, 
this old man is not supposed to be here. Uh, yeah. He, wa- he wandered out days ago. <laughs> exactly. Your family misses you, Rudy. Yeah. yeah. Come with me. You're okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. I don't He's know. O- okay. Rudy gives me the like, vibe that like, if he was alone in a house by himself, he couldn't turn on the oven without falling asleep and burning the place down. That is ageist, that joke you just told. Well, as a 19-year-old, I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> the first video game Z-Way ever played was Pokemon Go. It's true. It's true. I, Pokemon went to the polls. Your first cell phone was an iPhone 10. That's also true. That's also true. I like to play Candy Crush. You like classic movies like the original X-Men. Yes. <laughs> With Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Later on in that interview with Rudy, Rudy also said, was it a campaign violation, which usually results in a fine, by the way, not this big stormtroopers coming in and breaking down his apartment and breaking down his office? <laughs> we That's have a Star Wars reference. It's Z-Wars. a Hitler reference. And a Hitler reference. <laughs> Both? You are not on the same page. Both? I just... <laughs> Like we're so um we're so used to this now, but a Republican former federal prosecutor referring to FBI agents as stormtroopers is wild. It's crazy, and that's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, so, Damon, we've seen reports that Trump was actually happy with Rudy's performance. How did we get beat by people this stupid? I mean, the easy answer is you know racism, which is like the answer for everything um, that's happening right now, but. I, I feel like they're just throwing so much shit at the wall that you just can't help but ignore it. I liken this to The Walking Dead, where my wife and I were trying to catch up with The Walking Dead, and we, we went back and we binge-watched, and now I don't give a fuck what happens to Rick. I don't care what happens to Negan. I don't give a fuck about Carl anymore. Like, I did. I cared about Carl for, like, 18 months, and now I don't give a shit about Carl and right now, it's, it's all just about like, survival. there's just so much shit happening that you can't keep up with it all. And I just want to binge watch this now. I want to get to the last episode and watch that because c- keeping up with it every week is just too, it's just too much. I, I can't, I can't. It's like watching the Warriors play and they do all these misdirection plays and then Steph ends up shooting a three. And it's like, how the fuck did that just happen? You know Steph shoots threes. I'd also like to add a foreign power meddling in an election. Oh, yeah, foreign power meddling in an election. That is Just, part of it. Yeah. No, you should add yeah. it to the list for sure. No, a <laughs> lot, lot of reasons. Yeah, like there was, this, there was this big push, you know, before the election and after the election. is like, don't let this be normalized. That was like the word, normalized. Don't let this be normalized. And with all this shit happening every day, it's like, yo, I want to go to brunch like, I, I want to brush my teeth. I can't keep up with everything that is happening. And they're using that to their advantage because we just can't stay vigilant with all of this fucking shit all of right. the time. It's, um, it's uh, the fire alarm has been going off for a year and a half. <laughs> and we're so used to it now. And we're just, all of us are just like, hey, maybe we go to uh, that bread place, Panera. <laughs> no, I don't want that. How's your family? 
And then all of a sudden they'll stop and we'll be like, oh my God, it's so quiet. I didn't know it could be this quiet. I forgot that there was a time that it was quiet. <laughs> but, but That's I, a cool time to think about. Normalcy. Yeah. But I think, you know, go, going all in with your nerd Walking Dead analogy. Oh. Uh, nerd? <laughs> geek. Geekery, it's good. Right, I, I, give it a, I give it a, a, a prop, but it's blurred. Like, so Black nerd. If, if Trump, if the Trump, <laughs> if the Trump administration is this unyielding, undead mob that is eating away at our core values, at our democracy, at our institutions, at judges, at those people who come from shithole countries. Oh, sorry, shit house, because you know there's a difference between shithole and shit house. Shit house has a roof. Yeah, shit house has Wi-Fi, apparently. Right? Go against black people, transgender. Nigeria does not. Uh, going against the rule of law, right? They want you to be exhausted. And Carl represents that innocence, that decency of America, those values. And they're being sacrificed right now. So, like, all right, Rick can easily go postal, become an extremist, and say, I lost Carl. F it all. I'm just going to go into the wild and like remove all my decency. And that's the test for the rest of us to keep resisting the swarm of the undead that wants to eat away at what remains still vital and core to yeah. America. That's great. So the walking dead. I mean that, by the way. I really so do. The wa- so the walking dead is a parable. Yeah. Well, it's there's al- a, but it's there's almost a, like there's like. Um, it's a prophecy. Like, it's like metaphor. It's yeah. almost as if it's almost as if wow. the experience of rebuilding and dealing with both a desire for society as well as human flaws in the fight against a um, merciless wild. There's wow. a metaphor for the human condition itself. Wow. The, and then if you yes, think about is. it. This is deep, yeah. yeah. And then that chick, Mishiri, this, this is she is a black person on that show? Michonne. 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 Wow. Michonne. Okay, so she's the 90... 90- Two percent of black women who voted for him. Ninety-three. 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 You see, yeah. I don't have my stats right. Yeah. But the metaphor still works. It still works. Yes, that's true. Give it up for black women. <laughs> and fifty-two percent of white women voted for Donald Trump, even after you bragged about grabbing him by the pee. Just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. But oh not, wow! But not the white ladies here. Uh, yeah. That's a perfect place to leave it. When we come back, okay, stop. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. How can envy be a motivating force that inspires people? I don't know. I mean, Maybe look at look at Elon Musk. I mean, just you know, <laughs> envy makes the world go round. Envy and FOMO. That's basically it. That's a, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, the Half, that's capitalism. <laughs> Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, Ooh. inspiring the world to raise the bar. Okay. And Angel's Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Yeah, I was wondering where we were going with this. Angel's Envy bends the traditional rules of whiskey. It's a little different from all other bourbons out there. This bourbon makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Angel's Envy are the pioneers of secondary finishing in bourbon and one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. With its unique bottle design, Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart, too. Look for Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024 Angel's Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. And we're back. Now for a game we call OK Stop. Here's how it works. (laughs) We'll roll a clip and then panel can say OK Stop. We can talk about it. Kanye West. I used to love Kanye. I used to other Kanye. 
What a mess. Uh, I, I still love Kanye. We all know what he said. We all know what happened. We all saw that the guy from TMZ win the debate with Kanye, which was cool, except what kind of doomsday scenario is people going around saying, I'm really glad TMZ hosted that True. debate with Kanye. True. Good point. What planet are we on? It's not the right one. TMZ is uh, the voice of reason in America in 2018. That's awesome. So we all know what Kanye said. He said during that interview, if people were slaves for 400 years, it must have been a choice. He then lost the debate to Van Lathan. A lot of people were upset by these comments. But do you know who wasn't? The panel at Fox and Friends. Nice. So let's see what they had to say. <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, I felt like this was the best way at it. We'll see if that was right. Over the weekend, uh, Kanye West sat down with Candace Owens and also... Uh, uh, some uh, members of the political right in the country, and uh, they talked about all sorts of things. They all, he also went on TMZ, and he told people why he likes Donald Trump. Yeah, he said, I'm not political, but I do love this guy. And he was wearing the Make America Great Again hat over the weekend. Now, this is what he said on TMZ. Okay, stop. Why is he wearing the chains that you'd get when you were, like, two years old in, like, the bodega around his neck? Like his little yeah, name necklace. That is, this is a Pittsburgh reference, but that's a Kenny Wood chain that he's wearing <laughs> right now. Kanye. Ken, okay, so Kenny Wood. I don't understand. Okay, Kenny Wood is a is an amusement park, and if you are if you are in if you're from the Pittsburgh area and you went to school in Pittsburgh, then you remember the Kenny Wood picnic, which was the day that your school district. Your entire district went to Kennywood and just spent the whole day there riding the rides and eating the potato patch fries and everything. Wow. And this is a chain that an eighth grader going to <laughs> Kennywood with his name on it would wear. With like, a le- with like a silk shirt and, you know, and some curve. Sounds like a... Uh, like drenched in curve. Sounds like a pretty free-thinking eighth grader. I was, I was drenched in curve in eighth grade. What was it? Yeah, curve. Cologne. Oh, I don't know it. Yeah. You, I've learned so much about Pittsburgh in the last yeah. half hour. No, Curve, I, I, I'm, I'm 100% sure or 97% sure that they sell Curve nationwide. Damn. That Curve is not a, nice. like a Pittsburgh is specific Is it Curve cologne. or Perv? It's Curve. Perv? P or C? It's C. Oh, oh Curve. The whole time I thought it was Perv. I'm like, okay, no judgment, no judgment. Not, it is Curve. Keep your face solid. Curve. Perv. I, Curve, I would say the odds of there being a Pittsburgh-only cologne Aha! seems yeah. not zero, but not high. <laughs> and that cologne would the be Cole called Permanis. Yeah. That's <laughs> the name of the cologne. Wait, what would it be called? <laughs> Permanis. Oh, the sandwich place, yeah. which I demanded. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that there was a salad option, and I said... How about this menu? And it was the <laughs> menu to Permantis? Permantis? I thought it was Permantis because I'm a... It could... I, I've been pronouncing it Permantis since Okay, hold I've on. Been, Let's let the people I, decide. Yeah, Permantis? I might be... Yeah. Permantis. Wow. The people have spoken. The popular vote. Yeah. Yeah. But can can, I, oh, can sure. I also mention like, how awkward it is for three white people 
to be discussing Kanye's comments on slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like don't you I, think they would have brought like the remember they brought like a, a they dressed up a black kid and had him like eat watermelon on Fox and Friends because it's I, you guys remember that? I don't I don't remember that. You don't I remember don't. that? <laughs> Fox and Friends out. has a history of racially charged, not racist. racist. No, no, racially charged. Keeping it real. Uh, not racist. Shithole countries, racially charged. Yes, Black Santa. Not racist. Black Santa. Not racist. Yeah, and though. so I mean, just the fact that a producer wouldn't be like, you know, for this one, bring out Ben Carson. Nah. For this one, bring out Stacey. Well, Stacey got yeah. fired. Let's not forget. Candace Owens too. For, don't forget. For about this her. one, bring out Amarosa. But no, yeah. they went full white. They went full white. I just want people to observe that for a second. You know what? Paris Denard, he's another oh, one. No, he's yeah. on CNN, though. His contract on CNN. Oh, see, I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting my Uncle Tom's mixed up. I'm sorry. It was a feeling I had. You know, like, people were taught how to think. We're taught how to feel. We don't know how to think for ourselves. We don't know how to feel for ourselves. People say feel free, but they don't really want us to feel free. I felt a freedom in, first of all, just doing something that everybody tells you not to do. I just love Trump. That's my boy. So he says, <laughs> okay, he stop. Free and easy? For those listening at home, the name of this segment on Fox News is Free and Yeezy, which I guess is short for Free and Breezy or Free and Easy? Free free and what? Free and Easy. Free and Easy. I I know it says Yeezy, but I'm saying, what's the pun? Is it Free and Easy? Free and Easy. I think it's Free and Easy. Free and Easy. Yeah. Free and Easy, I think. (laughs) Free and Cheesy. I think that's it. Yeah. Because I like that guy. But then he tweeted out about freedom, about slavery. Uh, you know, he said... Uh, okay, you know, stop. Came out- that's my boy. It says, that's my boy. Now, boy is used to refer to a slave. For example, boy. So it's weird that Kanye West is calling Trump boy. But then he says slavery doesn't exist. Contradictions. <laughs> it says uh, slavery... Uh, slavery was a choice. And then he, he, he went ahead and clarified on Twitter because it caused outrage, obviously, with that statement. Okay, okay, said, stop. All right. I, this, is, this is such a, a tough subject for me because Kanye is, uh, I'm, I, I love his music, of and I have. And Life so of this, is, this, is, this is hard. The, the, the crazy thing about his whole love affair with Trump is that it's, it's about the idea that Trump is like a free thinker. And is it he's though? A, he's an is iconoclast. Really I, I think I, I think that it is, and I think that Kanye's thing is, you know what? He can he looks at a person like Donald Trump as being like this iconoclast who doesn't care about political correctness, and is and is you know obsessed with free thought and you know not being beholden to anyone else's ideas of how to think and how to be, but like. Aligning with the president is not a free thought. It's like that's the old aligning with like a white supremacist president is literally the oldest trick in the American book. It's like the first thought in America. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. it's like it's like if you had the book of American tricks, white supremacy would be page one, chapter one, and this oh, is totally. what. This is what this is what Kanye is trying to align himself with right now, and it's like you—if you would just pick up a fucking book. But the thing is, a textbook. Early registration this time. You know, and not even a textbook. If he would just read the back of a fucking red hot chili pepper bottle <laughs> or something, just read something, yeah. read a tweet, and he would see, he would know what he is doing. And I just—but do you I'm think so, Kanye West reads books? His mother was a professor. No, 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 no. He he said. 
I don't have respect for books. He, he literally I, said I that, that. I hear out that. Out of his own gold plate toothed mouth. I hear that. Said that. I don't receive it because we saw him have his little civil rights movement with the Hurricane Katrina, George Bush fiasco. I think he is starved for attention. And I think that he's... Ray J, you mean. Ray J, not RJ, Ray J. Damn, I'm getting heckled. Yeah, RJ is Richard Jefferson. Racism. Uh, yeah. What I was thinking about when I saw the clip, is I actually was thinking about this conversation we've had about how could race be driving the election when there are people out there who voted for Obama twice and then voted for Trump. And what I was thinking, and we talked about this actually with Tapper, when he, Jake Tapper, when he came on Pod Save America, and I, and I thought, and, and he, I don't think he, he wasn't making the opposite of this claim, but, but to me what I think is people are complicated and people who can take racial thought and racial grievance and kind of put it aside can find it animated by a new force, right? That Trump can come in and make a certain kind of racial grievance motivating for people in a way that it maybe didn't when they tried to vote for change twice with Barack Obama and felt let down in some way. And when I see Kanye make a statement like that, first of all, yeah, <laughs> playing down slavery, he called it a new idea. It's an old idea. It's an old it's, idea. Playing down slavery has been it around is, a while. Yeah, it's and It is literally the oldest idea yeah, in America. Very dusty. It's not new at all. But what I was also seeing, and I thought this is what was so deft about the response from the guy at TMZ, was pointing out that Kanye is a bit insulated from the consequences totally. of his words. And what Kanye is doing is allowing race to be less salient for himself uh-huh. in that moment. And that, to me, it's... it's and that, that, to me, is what I find so dispiriting about it because he obviously means a lot to a lot of people, especially to black people in America who love his music and white people who love his music, that for him to, to, him to say, I, I'm a free thinker, I like Trump, is pretending that, that racial grievance and racism didn't play such a large role in Trump's rise mm-hmm. because it feels better to yeah. imagine that that's not true. But you don't get to do that. That's, and that's why the point that guy made was so good because he didn't, I, he, he's not thinking freely, he's not thinking at all. But, but you said, the, sorry, go ahead. Well, I will say that this isn't a new ethos for Kanye. He said that racism was dead when Yeezus' album came out. He said classism is the new racism. Just throw back Kanye. He's been talking about this for three or four years. But, but, you know, you said something which is on point, that racism wasn't as salient to him. He's insulated. And I think that explains why so many people in America, especially white Americans who don't consider themselves racist, had no problem voting for a racist president. And when you look at the two groups, when you look at Obama voters... When you look at the studies of the uh, white voters who went for Obama, the reason why they switched over to Trump was over two issues. National security, the Muslim threat, and anyone take a guess? Immigrants, those, those Mexican rapists and criminals. Are there any Hispanics here? Any? Yeah? All right. Uh, and, so, and so the fact that Kanye doesn't feel it, right? He goes, I don't feel it. I'm beyond this. Well, the rest of us are not beyond it. That's why those of us who are in the media who are following the Trump election like me, I said, take him literally and seriously. And people of color, maybe America should listen to people of color. We said, this is how Trump's going to be. Take him literally and seriously. And when I was at the DNC convention, was I with the DNC? It was right here in Philadelphia, right? I wanted to talk to Bernie brothers. Sorry to call out the white Bernie brothers and Trump supporters. 
And the joke, and the joke was, will you go visit me? I did a whole segment. Will you go visit me in the Muslim camps? And they're like, ha, 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 Trump doesn't mean it. And I'm like, I think he does. And I'm like, will you bring me halal Philly cheesesteaks? And they're like, we have, it, yeah. we have it on video. One guy's, what's it called, harlal? I'll bring you harlal. Yeah. It's because it didn't affect them. And that's why when people kind of intellectually masturbate about this stuff at White House correspondence dinners and their weird orgy of like trolls doing Caligula uh, with the butt kissing and other times in the think tanks, for the rest of us, we cover this stuff but it affects our families, our brothers, our sisters, our mothers. It affects us, and we can't move beyond like Kanye. But here's the question. I had to say that. Yeah. You'd argue that Trump supporters hope that he meant that, that they weren't just not taking him at his word. They hoped that he was speaking at his word. Many of them who I talked to said, listen, 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 he's politically incorrect. I I was the only person of color and only journalist at a Trump main rally two weeks before the election after grab him by the pussy comment came out and across the board I talked to them and and one guy told me he goes son put his hand on my shoulder white man he goes there was a time that this country was great and I hope you experience it Mm. and I'm like 1954 before Brown versus Board of Education he's like what I'm like nothing Um, (laughs) but but you know all of them all of them none of them said I'm a racist and they said oh he attacks all of them that's just Trump he keeps it real he's politically incorrect and they had no problem voting for a racist president. And, yeah, and supporting his racist policies, which is racist. Yeah, and, you know, I, it... Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> you, know, in, you know, talking about making America great again. And, and that's something that was a very obvious dog whistle to people of color, to women, to people from the LGBTQ community, you know, about making, turning America back into a time when we didn't have as many rights. And that was the actual platform. Like, that wasn't like a, a throwaway line from a speech or from a, you know, from a, from a rally. This what, there are hats. There are actual bumper stickers. Manga is an actual acronym that has entered our just general zeitgeist because of that. And, you know, I, it just, it, it, it frustrates me on, on one hand, but at the other hand, I'm like, well, you know, the empathy void that exists and that allowed someone like Trump to be president is something that has always existed. It's just something that with his election and with the last, I guess, 18 months since he's been in office, we've just been more exposed to. But that, you know, we talk about the, the, the Obama voters who, you know, who flipped and voted for Trump. I feel like a lot of those people maybe felt like voting for Obama maybe absolved them of any sort of white guilt or any sort of like, you know what, racism's over because <laughs> I voted for Obama. So it's done now. It's over. And I, we and can't I talk about it anymore. We can't, yeah, I listened to Beyonce and I voted for Obama. So this is, it's over. I'm cleansed. Racism is over. Racism is ended. Racism is like The Sopranos last episode. It's done. And, and so once they saw that, you know, in the, in, the, in the eight years that he was president, that, oh, shit, racism is still here. People, they're still talking about this? There's still, people are still mad about this. There are still beer summits, whatever the fuck that was that happened. And, and so, you know, the Trump election was, I guess, was, 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 an, was a referendum. It was definitely. You know, it was an indict, it was a, like White America's resentment. indictment totally. on the eight years before it. Definitely. He's trying to erase everything that Obama has worked so hard to gain. And that's intentional. Yeah. So. And, and these are the last thing I'll say. These are the the Trump whites who say 
And this is why this is so damaging. See, Kanye is one of the good minorities. He's one of the good blacks. Yeah. He's one of the good Mexicans, mm. the good Muslims. He's for Trump. Mm. And, and Trump, during that White House correspondence dinner, when he was in Michigan doing a rally, making fun of the press, what did he say? Are there any Hispanics here? Not too many. And then he went on to praise Kanye. Cool. <laughs> to think about 400 years ago and be in that mindset today is a choice. Get out of that mindset. Think about now. He, so that was a lot of the controversy. He also, uh, Kanye did, said that Donald Trump is one of uh, rap people's favorite guys. Okay, stop. Hey, stop. Stop. Oh, stop. You, you stop. Okay. No, you got it. You got it. Brother. No, go. You got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. This. <laughs> I'm just going to drop this and walk away. <laughs> rap people, rap people, rap people, rap people. Someone made this comment on the internet in the internet somewhere. So I'm repeating it. I think that one of the one of the 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 driving forces behind like this embrace of Kanye is that they are searching for some cultural relevancy. Definitely. And like before like before before Kanye, the most relevant cultural figures that embraced Trump was like Scott Bayo and Anthony um, Sabata Jr. and yeah. Ted Nugent. And, you know, I don't know, Bill Belichick. I, 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 like, I don't know. Yeah, boo. Um, and <laughs> but you'll notice the double speak because in the same way they'll lift up Kanye, they'll dismiss Jay-Z as a guy from Brooklyn who doesn't know anything because he's from the projects. So you can't have it both ways. Oh, well, it's hypocritical. Of, oh, it's, it's uh, the number of people. I mean, we, we've done OK Stops over and over again with Laura Ingram telling any black person of any stature who's had an opinion about politics, shut up and dribble, stay in your lane, just shut up. Why won't these people just shut up? And then Kanye, who is barely making sense at this point, is... (laughs) No, but he he isn't. He just is... You know, he's being exploited by this propaganda machine because he is cool and because he's black. He is being used. Mm -hmm. He has allowed himself to be used by one of the most nefarious propaganda operations in the history of this country. Totally. And it is heartbreaking. Totally. It's It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and he's also existing as this absolution machine Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, no, we can't be racist if we are embracing Kanye. We're embracing Kanye West, who has said the president of the United States doesn't care about black people Mm -hmm. before, and we are actually embracing this person, so we can't be racist. That's why he's so you're wrong. That's why he's dangerous because he legitimizes this thought. Yeah, yeah. But I feel bad for him. I mean, you mentioned that. I I think we're all. I'm going to make an assumption. We're all Kanye fans here. Like this is painful. Not anymore. This is painful based on the comment and also the messenger that Kanye is the one saying this. And I I looked at this and I said, I, I I'm concerned for his health. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> no, I am. I, I, I don't feel... think it's fair because I, whenever I have mental breaks, I don't go on Fox and Friends and talk about how slavery is fake. So. I, that's a great point. I, I, I mean, Sorry. you know, mental health, he has dealt with mental health issues. That's, that's been, you know, pretty uh, public. But again, you know, we can't just because he's saying things that we don't agree with, all of a sudden say, oh, you know what, he must be sick. Mm, it's dismissive. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. It's dismissive as people who are actually, you know, dealing with their own issues. And, you know, we ha- and, and even saying things like, you know, it's the Kardashian curse or, or it's his mother's death. <laughs> it's like, no, Kanye is 40 years old. Like, it, nah, he, yeah, this isn't his medication. This isn't his wife. This is him. 
I just think this is who he is. I just think we do, we don't know, we don't know, and it doesn't matter because all we can do is deal with the Kanye in front of us. And I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know if he's having some kind of a break or episode, or if he's just seeking promotion, seeking attention, mm-hmm. or or if he is literally motivated by this ideology, or just has been enamored of some dumb fucking ideas. I don't really know, and yeah. I don't care because the damage he's doing doesn't care. Exactly, you know, it just doesn't right. matter. Rap's favorite people. He said, "There's a class war happening right now. The class war." Oh, you is know one- what? And that's okay. Stop. Fuck <laughs> these people. We got to the bottom of it. When we come back, a new game. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help. You don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com enjoy your edible <laughs> legal disclaimer paid for by vote save america vote save not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee and we're back last weekend politicians and journalists from around the district of columbia gathered together to wear tuxedos and ball gowns and celebrate what it means to be very important members of society and like all important serious individuals they don't have time for fun or games and they certainly don't like to be made fun of so when a comedian named michelle wolf showed up uninvited and started <laughs> mocking them they just michelle. wouldn't stand for it they were offended cancel the dinner they said but we noticed something. A lot of the same people offended at Michelle Wolf's jokes are the same people tre- tweeting about triggered snowflake libs and bemoting how PC culture has gone too far. So we wanted to highlight some of that hypocrisy in a game called Snowflake versus Snowflake. Is there someone named Maddie in the house? Maddie, would you like to play the game? St- yeah! Maddie is in merch. And uh, somebody tweeted that Maddie will be at the Pittsburgh show in front row. She's been studying like crazy for her MCAT to get into medical school. Oh, and good luck. she wanted to be surprised with a game. And so we're playing a game. It was a message from someone named Rain Dancers 12. Is that you? That's Rain Dancers 12. I gotta tell you, not the package I thought a rain dancer would come in. <laughs> but I'm, you know what? That's cool. Hi, Maddie. Hi, how are you? Uh, Thanks for being here. Thank you. For when are me. the MCATs? Uh, June 1st. June 1st. Yeah. All right, you got a month. I know. Studying in Lunchtime. advance. Lunchtime, I know. Very cool. <laughs> so you guys each have cards in your hands. You have a card next to you somewhere or in your hand. Here's how it works. We're going to read you a b- b- uh, comment uh, in, in rebuking Michelle Wolf, and, and you'll figure out what they said previously. Okay? Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> It'll all make sense, Maddie. You seem okay. a little unsure, but that's fine. <laughs> all right. Here we you guys go. ready? Question number one. Failed presidential candidate and open mic comedian Mike Huckabee tweeted after the correspondence dinner, <laughs> quote, 
The WHCD was supposed to celebrate the First Amendment. Instead, they celebrated bullying, vulgarity, and hate. They got all dressed up so they would look nicer when they had hired, when they had a hired gun savagely attack their guests. Do they really wonder why America has no respect for them? Sad. What did Mike Huckabee tweet earlier that very same day? Was it A? If you lack a sense of humor, get offended by slights you create, or just can't bring yourself to tolerate those who disagree with the do not watch my show tonight. You will be triggered, and we will need a pony, popsicle, and Play-Doh to cope. Or was it B? Personally, my favorite stand-up bit is George Carlin's Seven Words You Can't Say on Television. I know it by heart. My only complaint is that I think you should be able to say those words on television and on Twitter. So I'll say them all in this upcoming Twitter thread. Or was it C? When telling a joke, it's okay to cross a line as long as it offends poor people, people of color, women, or the Jewish folk. Attacking rich white people, though, too far. What's the answer, Maddie? I'm going to have to go with A. You got it. That's right. But I am going to offer a one-time dispensation. Because he's Sarah Huckabee Sanders' dad, I think we're going to give Mike Huckabee a pass. Boo me. I knew you would boo me. I put this on a card so that you animals could boo me. We're giving him a one-time pass. Boo me all you want. I don't care. It's his daughter. His son killed a dog. (laughs) Question number two. I I, I did not know that. I didn't either. And I honestly should caveat that that was a sentence shouted by an audience member. And it's not journalism to repeat it. Question two. Matt Schlapp, friend of the president and leader of a billionaire-funded right-wing think tank bullshit thing I didn't look up, tweeted this. My wife and I walked out early from the White House Correspondence Center. Enough of elites mocking us. His wife, Mercedes, the White House Director of Strategic Communications, tweeted, it's why America hates the out-of-touch leftist media elite. Where did that lovely couple send those tweets from? Was it A? A red-line metro train stuck underground as they rushed to get to the soup kitchen before volunteering hours closed. Was it B? The public library, where they stopped to use the free internet access because neither of these working-class common folk can afford high-speed internet in their duplex. <laughs> Was it C? In the back of a limousine, en route to an exclusive after-party organized by NBC slash MSNBC. It's a tough one, but C. It was. It was C. C. Good job. Two for two. And I'll just offer you a little... DC insider nonsense. <gasps> there used to be two after parties. There was the NBC, MSNBC one, but then there was the Vanity Fair Bloomberg one. That one was cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it just was. I have to say, I don't yeah, care. I don't care. That was a cool fucking party. Damn. And I got to go because I worked at the White House. Wow. And then we gave it to our worst person. Did you bring your electric scooter? <laughs> no. I didn't. Now I feel small. (laughs) That's how you do a good callback. Well done. Question number three. After the White House Correspondence Center, Sean Spicer tweeted, tonight's hashtag WHCD. Get those retweets, Sean. Tonight's hashtag WHCD was a disgrace. Similarly outraged, he wrote a letter to the editor of his college newspaper calling them unprofessional after they refused to apologize for what? Was it A? An article that referred to him as Sean Sphincter. Was it B? An article that complimented his smoky eye. 
was at sea. An article that pointed out that nothing he can do or say in any book or Fox and Friends appearance will change what he did and what he defended. I really like B, but final answer C. Wrong, it was A. They called him Sean Sphincter. Sphincter. But Maddie, that was a tough one because the joke answer was the right answer. He literally wrote a letter to the fucking editor. Maddie, you've won the game. <laughs> Give it up for Maddie. She gets a parachute gift card. Everybody wish Maddie luck on the MCAT. Give it up for Rain Dancer, who probably has a real name, but we'll never know. <laughs> when we come back, a lightning round game about immigration. It's 2024, we're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You wanna help, but you don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com and enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. And we're back! Earlier this week, after months of racist fear-mongering from the right-wing press, a caravan of 150 Central American migrants arrived at the California border seeking asylum. These migrants have done everything possible to enter the country legally and properly, yet still, Trump is threatening to stop them at the border. This story got us thinking. We focus so much on the day-to-day -day of Washington scandals that sometimes we don't focus enough on how many lives are being hurt or destroyed by Trump and the people he empowered. So we thought we'd like to do a deep dive <laughs> on the only government agency Trump likes, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, a.k.a. ICE, as we play a game called Cold as Ice. <laughs> Would anybody out there like to play Cold as Ice? Travis in the house. I'm going to come down for this one. This person seems very enthusiastic. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Tony. Tony. Yes. Very positive. I'm here. Wearing I'm a friend of the pod. You guys have your cards? Yes. All right. After serving his time on a drug-related sentence, an American citizen named Davino Watson was transferred from prison to ICE custody despite being an American citizen. What happened next? Was I it A? ICE checked into the man's immigration status and formally apologized for the mistake, reading in full the Emily Lazarus poem at the base of the Statue of Liberty. Was it B? Davino told the investigator from ICE a winding and fascinating story of a gang of criminals and a heist gone wrong and a terrifying legendary mastermind secretly pulling all the strings. Then, right after Davino left, the investigator realized the whole story was made up using words from objects in the room, and everyone has pretended it was a cool twist ever since. Ooh. Kaiser Sose. Was it C? Davino was held in custody for 1,273 days, over three years, which included time after ICE discovered their mistake and still tried to deport this American citizen anyways. 
What do you think, Tony? This is a tough one. I'm we need we- your answer. C? You got it. Ah. <laughs> Question two. In the last seven years, ICE has reviewed the citizenship cases of over 8,000 people in custody. How many of those detained people showed evidence of being an American citizen? Was it A? Zero. Why would they be allowed to detain American citizens without checking into their status? That would be, all caps, crazy. Was it B? 1,488. Nearly one-fifth of all review cases. Or was it C? 69. Nice. (laughs) I'm thinking B. It is B. One-fifth of all reviewed custody cases involve the detention of American citizens. This could happen to literally any one of us citizens detained for no reason. Question number three. The immigration court system is wildly different from our normal court system. What's so different? Is it A? There are over nine times more trampoline parks in this country than there are immigration courts. There are only 58 immigration courts in the entire United States of America, while according to the International Association of Trampoline Parks, there are 568 trampoline parks. Fascinating. Was it B? (laughs) All right. Public defenders are not provided in immigration courts even in the case of unaccompanied, uh, unaccompanied minors, which is also the name of a Christmas movie where a bunch of kids got stuck in the airport. But while that movie was a wild, new card, romp, filled with much humor, this whole thing is kind of depressing. Or was it C? Our immigration court system is so underfunded that we can't afford to hire enough judges. Because of that, there's a backlog of over 400,000 cases waiting to be heard. That means each judge has to hear as many as 1,500 cases a year, and some cases are heard in under seven minutes. Because unlike regular judges, immigration judges can be fired for not working fast enough. If employees of Crooked Media got fired for not working fast enough, Love It would have been canned years ago. (laughs) That one sucks, because who? John and Tommy wouldn't do that. I don't think. <laughs> that one. It's all of the above, Tony. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> Final question. Question number four. Who is Mark Little? Is it A? The guy who hosted Double Dare. Was it B? Stuart Little's older, meaner brother, who never got over just how fucked up it was that Stuart got to drive that cool-ass car and he did it. Or was it C? An American citizen. A? No. (laughs) Come on, Tony. It's C. Mark Little was an American citizen that was inexplicably referred to ICE in 2008 as an undocumented immigrant from Mexico, despite having had never been to Mexico, having no Mexican heritage, and not speaking any Spanish. He was detained for 51 days. There was a lot of evidence pointing to his American citizenship, but Mark had some mental health issues, and he was coerced into signing a document that said he was from Mexico. He was then deported to Mexico on foot with only $3 in his pocket. He knew no one and didn't speak the language. He was then forced to live on the street. Mark spent the next 125 days wandering through Mexico, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Guatemala before someone at an American consulate finally realized what was going on. But even then, after being flown back to Atlanta, ICE tried to prevent Mark from re-entering the country, and he was held in their custody for another six days. That story is via The New Yorker. Wow. Nuts. So ICE is a poorly regulated, vastly overpowered entity that scoops up and detains people, including American citizens, for absolutely absolutely no reason. No matter what you think of illegal immigration, you have to admit that this system is broken and needs to change, and one way might be to abolish ICE. Uh, Guys, give it up for Tony for playing the game and our panel. When we come back, the rail wheel. 
It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help, but you don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com and enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. And we're back. Now, for a segment we call the Rant Wheel, here's how it works. We spin the wheel where it lands. We talk about the topic. This week on the Rant Wheel, we have the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, The scandal involving Redskins cheerleaders, John Kelly, the White House Chief of Staff, and his emotional journey, the Marvel film Infinity War, and this will be a no-spoiler zone, okay? Ooh, that's tough. Trump's Michigan rally, Muslim ban oral arguments, the topic of racism, (laughs) which is, I have to say, pretty big, (laughs) and hating something popular. Let's spin the wheel. It has landed on Trump's Michigan rally, which is something you suggested to us, didn't you? Did I? You did. Great. Take it away. Well, first of all, the callback. Are there any Hispanics here? No, not too many. All right. My rant on this is, look, uh, it was the same night of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Everyone's talking about Michelle Wolf's. Is it too soon? The joke about, you know, the smoky ash makeup. Uh, No, 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 right? Yeah, because there was a press briefing today where Sarah Sanders lied yet again, uh, just saying. Uh, but Trump, during that White House Correspondents' Dinner, was in Michigan for a rally that he didn't need with his base to placate his venal, pathetic ego. And at that rally, where some people were kissing up uh, to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, he was destroying the press, attacking everyone, and he sent out Kellyanne Conway, and he sent out Sarah Huckabee Sanders to get the brunt of the arrows. And I gotta give one compliment to George W. Bush, I have to, I know, I'm old enough to remember when Stephen Colbert in 2005 at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, he eviscerated George W. Bush. At least George W. Bush, like a man, sat there and took it. Imus destroyed Clinton. He sat there and took it. But Trump, this orange, thin-skinned, tiny-fingered vulgarian, couldn't even come to his White House Correspondents' Dinner because he's so weak, sent other people out, women, to get attacked. And he sat there for his very white base, that applauded the one person of color that they love, Kanye. That's my rant. Damn. Let's spin it again. It's a great, that was a great rant. Solid oh, rant. It was a top-notch rant. It has landed on racism, racism. which Z-Way suggested, and I thought, okay. Okay, so racism sucks. So far, so good. Yeah, <laughs> Rand over. <laughs> and the 
there are obvious reasons like inequality, but then there are not so obvious reasons like nude band-aids. <laughs> they look ridiculous on my cocoa butter skin. And you know whose fault that is? Racism. And you putting words into my mouth, you know whose fault that is? Racism. <laughs> Do you guys see a pattern here? Racism is all around us. Every day I had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spin it again. <laughs> It has landed on Infinity War. This will be a no-spoiler zone. I'm not even going to talk about the movie. I'm only going to say this. You got to hand it to them. 15 years ago, they're like, guess what? We're going to make a trillion dollars. And you're going to be seeing movies with a guy from the 80s who was most famous for drug abuse and not being famous anymore, playing a character that we only got the rights to because nobody else wanted it because it seemed real dumb. <laughs> then we're going to get the chubby guy from Parks and Rec and we're going to make him the biggest movie star in the world. <laughs> we're going to get a British guy to do a <laughs> garbage American accent <laughs> where he plays a wizard with broken fingers and you're gonna see that too. We're gonna go into the bargain Marvel barrel at the front of the comic book store, and we're gonna reach down into it, and we're gonna pull out a robot raccoon, a talking tree, a green woman, and a, liter and <laughs> and a literal wrestler, <laughs> and we're gonna make that the biggest movie in history. <laughs> there is nothing you can do to stop us. We're going to have 75% of famous white Chris's in one movie. Yes. And if you think we're not trying to figure out how to get Chris Pine off that floating ice called DC, <laughs> where, he's more, where he's floating away alone, we're thinking about it. Because I got to tell you, there's only one thing that Infinity More was missing, and it was the fourth Chris. The fourth Chris. You give me a Chris Evans... You give me a Chris Pratt, you give me a Chris Hemsworth, cool. Let's spin it one more time. Last spin. <laughs> it has landed on John Kelly's emotional journey. There was yet another story, I believe, yesterday in the New York Times about John Kelly and the... the con did he call the president an idiot, and is he staying, or is he going? The John Kelly Hamlet routine, and I am totally fucking sick of it. This is sort of the typical way it's, it, it works, and this is, this is from the Times. Mr. Kelly now finds himself in the position where several others who have worked for Trump have landed, aware that their jobs have become close to untenable, looking for ways to cauterize the wounds to their reputations, and knowing that it is only a matter of when, not if, they will have to leave. And then, of course, the spokesman comes out and says, they're, they're on great footing. Their relationship is as strong as ever, on the record, and then there's the but paragraph, which the story also had, which said, but the White House communications staff, which normally rushes to deny or sidestep rumors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I am so bored of this 
John Kelly's there because he wants to be. John Kelly's there because he supports the agenda of Donald Trump. I think he's there for conflicted reasons. I think he's there because he believes if he's not, someone worse will be. But he also knows exactly who Trump is. He knows what he signed up for. Stop denying the agency of these people. Sarah Huckabee Sanders knows what she's doing, and she's an adult. Totally. So is John Kelly. So is... Preach! So is so so is Sean Spicer. So is John Bolton. So is Kellyanne. All of them. And uh, I am sick of it. Amen. I want to end with one final segment. A new segment we call "End on a High Note." Oh, end on high note. Leave you driving home with a little less rage. (laughs) Every year. The president awards one teacher the National Teacher of the Year Award, and the winner gets to meet the president. This year, the winner was Mandy Manning from Ferris High School in Spokane. Manning used her brief one-on-one time with the president to hand him letters from her refugee, immigrant, and LGBTQ students to show the president that, quote, they are wanted, they are loved, they are enough, and they matter. Uh, She said Trump is excited to read them. which is yet another lie he told. Uh, But let's hope he actually does. And regardless, I just saw this and I was just reminded that we just saw teachers uh, in Arizona strike and get a 20% raise. Teachers in Oklahoma and Kentucky and West Virginia and elsewhere walking out. I was at uh, at, uh, Point Park right before the show and uh, they were telling me about uh, their mom, who's a teacher, is running for office for the first time. She's in the house. And I just thought, as a society, we will do a lot better if we listen to teachers, nurses, and librarians uh, who are fighting for something compassionate because they do compassionate work and we'd all be better off for it. So I just wanted to end by giving a hand to Mandy Manning for, uh, for, for handing that letter to the president and all the teachers who have been kind of standing up for a better kind of government because it's pretty inspiring at a time when things are dark. So let's end on that high note. And thank you to everybody from Pittsburgh who came out tonight. And thank you to our panel, Wajahat Ali, Damon Young, Ziwe Fumado, and Pittsburgh. Have a great night.